Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. Wanted to um, thank all of our listeners and new listeners for tuning in. We just want to let you know that It's Worth Living would not be possible without any of you. And so from Pete and I, we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we hope again that as you listen, that you can take notes. Um, anything that we share um, will be a blessing to you to give you insight on ways to grow, um, to not only be better individuals, but to help others be better in whatever it is that they do. Just wanted to touch this evening on today's topic. As you know, for the past couple of weeks, we were discussing things that are on the mind, um, things that are on our hearts, and ways that it has affected us and way, things that we have done or tried to do to um, alleviate the situation. And so tonight's topic, to see, today's topic is called sharing is caring. Again, today's topic, sharing is caring. And so Pete, um, just wanted you to share with our listeners why this topic and, um, and what are some things that you think our listeners will learn from this episode while listening in? Well, um, the thing is, we want to make sure that the listeners know, yeah, we are talking about the, uh, you know, different ways of thinking, the way to live a, uh, you know, a better life. We're talking about a lot of things. But, uh, you know, as w- one of the things that we really found um, that we were doing from the beginning was sharing our experiences, uh, try to keep up with some of the stuff that we're doing, you know, health-wise, and, you know, some of the concerns we had, uh, you know, uh, about our health and other people's health in the, you know, in the past year or so since we've been doing this. So, mm-hmm. you know, while we are trying to stay on task to share as much as possible, and hopefully that encourages our listeners, we also want to keep them up to date when we have a small victory, because the small victories are the uh, the combination of the small victory is what makes it a big one. So we want to make sure mm. they understand that we're not just talking about it, but we're living it. And as we live it, we're sharing it with them. Some of the stuff that they have, that can't see or have not heard from us. So, um, so yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, that's why we picked this topic. So we want to show that we do care, uh, you know, how you uh, handle certain things in your life as you move forward. Um, by sharing some of our experiences hopefully you find it inspiring uh and you know you're able to you know to relate to it uh, so uh, before we get into in deep into it we want to also uh remind our listeners that a couple of episodes ago we promised to, to talk about women and depression and how they feel or how they are handling things in life gender roles and all that stuff uh, so we do have a couple of uh, a couple of guesses uh, guests. Sorry, uh, we do have a couple of guests who will be joining us uh, next week's episode. So hopefully, uh, you come on to to listen and hopefully learn and share some of the stuff that we uh, they have to well come listen to some of the stuff that they are sharing. Uh, anyway, so with that being said, sharing is caring. Mm is really about us uh, expressing some of the ways that uh, um, we've been uh, over overcoming certain stress uh, uh, 
and and our in our health and how we can hopefully help you you know get a handle of a few uh, stress stressors in your life. Mm-hmm. We're gonna share our own uh, stories as to, and hopefully you know it, it, it will help. Some stories we've shared before, others we have not. But you know, I'll start because mine is not as uh, huge. Uh, but I do would you like to share regardless how little it may be because we know uh, any small victory is a victory. Now, before we get into uh, my experience and, and then after that, uh, Edison's experience, uh, let's let's get some facts correct. So let, let's talk about some information that are factual and, and important how stress has been has taken over our lives on a daily basis. And, you know, hopefully later you, you know, we'll come up with a few pointers on how to, how to handle those. Ed. All right. As we know, stress is something that affects so many people and some people may just, they may not necessarily know they are stressed because it's something that either they, they just feel as if, Hey, you know, this is, this is what I do. Um, work. It may not, I, I don't know if this is stress or this is the feeling of stress, but I just keep going because that's what I was created. This is how I've always operated. This is how I've seen my family operate. Or you hear the term, I work better under pressure. (laughs) And so just wanted to go over some of the statistics I was sharing with Pete. It says, the statistics demonstrate the widespread prevalence of state of mind. According to the American Institute of Stress, about 33% of people report feeling extreme stress. Mm -hmm. And this is another important key, Pete, that that hit me because I think this will tie into what we will share in regards to our testimony. Mm -hmm. 77% of people experience stress that affects their physical health. I'm gonna repeat that again. Mm -hmm. 77% of people experience stress that affects their physical health. And oftentimes we don't ever correlate or tie that in together. We always think of ailments, but sometimes when your body's under stress, keep in mind that it also affects your immune system. And when your immune system is compromised, it makes it, it makes your body a place to where your organs in different areas of your body, any area that is already compromised is more likely to be affected. Going down now, let's break it down to us living in America. And this, I think, statistics blew my mind. Peter says 55, 55, 55% of Americans are stressed during the day. That's every day, 55% of Americans. Now it says this, Americans are among the most stressed out populations in the world. According to surprising though. You're right. I mean, you're right. The most stressed out populations in the world. Mm. In 2019 data by Gallup on emotional states overstated that over half of the American population, half of the American population experienced stress during the day. This is 20% higher than the world's average of 30, 35%. That is, oh man, that that is definitely something that you know that we should consider because the thing is, I I I mean, I'm not surprised about you know 
Americans being stressed. I mean, everything in life brings us stress. And for the most part, because, and the thing is sometimes people assume you have to be in a bad situation to be stressed, not necessarily. <laughs> stress is part of life, you know, and, and it's okay to have it. It's just, it's not meant to last as long as it does for, on a daily basis. Um, I think a few episodes ago, we talked about how, uh, you know, how stress affects you physically, but we, we, you know, we didn't get into much detail, but I did give an example. If somebody has stress, you might not be able to see it, but it's something that you can feel. And, you know, hence the reason that, you know, it affects your body because if anything that you can feel, uh, whether it's just emotionally, it does take a toll on the body, you know, eventually. And when it does, it makes anything uh, that is wrong with the body, it makes it worse. It enhances, it magnifies any little issue. Yeah. I'll give you an example. I know like a couple of people who passed away from cancer. Mm. Here's uh, the thing is, I know two people specifically who were um, diagnosed with cancer. One of them um, uh, is a man and he knew, he as soon as he went to that, the man was up and going all the time. He was sick, but you know, he didn't feel anything yet. He was feeling pretty good. He did everything he had to do. Uh, he was in middle age, it was in mid, uh, I'd say early, I'd say mid fifties, probably, uh, yeah. But this guy goes to the gym, you would never guess that he is that old because he takes very good care of himself as far as going to the gym and does the right thing. But, you know, he he worked a lot of night shifts a lot, and, you know, but he didn't look like anybody you would think, okay, yeah, this guy's old and he's gonna die. No, uh, but he wasn't feeling well one evening, went to the hospital, and they told him he has stage four cancer and mm. within a couple of weeks, within a couple of weeks. Mm. From the second he found out about it, all he was doing was stressing of what, you know, this and that about his family and all that stuff. Rightfully so, you know, so, you know, bread of the family, he's the, you know, he, he's the one who, head of the family, he's doing his thing to really take care of things. But uh, unfortunately, when he got sick, things kind of went downhill very fast. Mm. Now, in comparison to this other woman who was in her 70s, okay, and mm. uh, of course she goes to the hospital to get checked all the time, but you know, one time she wasn't feeling well, they went, she went to the hospital. Uh, her kids who were, you know, married people, you know, with their family too, you know, taking care of her, they found out that she had stage four cancer, but they didn't tell her. They just told her it was nothing, you know, it, she was just dehydrated or something and just give her medication and all that stuff on a daily basis, you know, vitamins that she takes on a regular basis anyway. And, you know, though she you knows she lived a good, um, uh, let me I, let me give the number correctly. She, I think she lived almost another 20 years after that. She was almost 90 when she passed. With mm. Now that she was doing different, different things, but she didn't, she thought it was because she was older. She had to do certain, take certain precautions, take certain medication, vitamins and all that stuff. Followed yeah. And she wasn't, you know, she didn't read English. So it's not like she was looking for papers to find out what was wrong or had any assumption that her kids could have been lying to her about, you know, her condition. But the point is that because she didn't know she had it, she was just taking precautions uh, as far as she's concerned, precautions not to be sick. And she yeah. ended up living. So she didn't have that stress on her conscience. You see what I mean? And she was like the nicest woman ever. She, you know, she would bring the life of the party at any time. And anybody who knew her knew that lady. She was the most beautiful older person who uh, both inside and outside. She was very, 
she was very nice. And again, those two people, one of them was older, you would think it would kill the older person first if it was yeah. based on the illness. The illness will kill you. But of course. The amount of stress you put on your body determines how much longer it kills you. You see what I mean? And yeah. living in America where you, the source of information is all over the place. And it's not to say people got to stay ignorant. No, no. I mean, that situation with her was, was, it was specific and it helped because her kids you know, find it fit to do that for her and it helped. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if we're able to learn things, both the things that are stressful and the things that are not stressful, and hopefully with that information, we're able to control our stress levels, maybe it will cause less damage to the physical body. Yeah, yeah. No, everything you say, it does. I think one of the hardest things too is for many of us or for so many people is when everything comes in at once. It may be a loss of a job, like you said, maybe COVID, mm -hmm. um, loss of a family member. Then you go to the hospital, you find that you're sick. So, you know, all these different things that are added on can also affect in so many different ways, you know? Um, or like you said, unexpectedly, you go and you find out you have something, you know, or, or, or there's a big change that's gonna happen in your life. And if you're not you, if you're not ready or prepared for it, it's like fight or flight. You just shut down and you worry, and you know, it's just there's just, just an effect um, throughout the body, and you just don't know what to do. And um, like you said, as you mentioned, Pete, stress is one of those things that once it comes in and you allow it to fester and build up, mm -hmm. it just causes havoc. You know, it's like that wildfire just keeps going and going. And for many people, I think, which is so difficult, and we talked about this last week, especially for us as men, is um, not having someone to talk to, not having someone to share it with. Mm -hmm. Or if you do, you're afraid of how people are going to judge me or how people are going to um, hear what I have to say. Mm -hmm. um, even though it's hurting me, even though it's bothering me inside, um, what will people say? And what will their reaction be? I think that's, that's the thoughts of, of many people, especially going through um, stress. Yeah. That's why I think it's so important because like sharing is caring. Mm -hmm. For any of us that's listening and someone that, you know, someone does come to us, let's try to put aside the judgment antennas of saying, well, did you put yourself in that situation? You know, we often want to critique or give our input. Sometimes it's best to just listen. We've heard that saying, it's, it, there's a reason why we're created with two ears and one mouth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, it's, it's okay to not give advice. Sometimes people are not looking for advice. Yeah. They're just looking for someone to hear, someone to listen. Mm -hmm. And so I just hope that we all take that time to listen and just be there because sometimes that little bit of support can at least help that person that's going through some stress mm -hmm. um, build that confidence enough to know that, you know what? As long as I have someone in my corner, I can get through this. I can keep fighting. I can keep pushing through. Definitely, I agree. And that's why we have it in the psychi a psychiatric field. You know, we, we tend to listen. And sometimes a lot of people don't know that they have as much to say until they start talking. You would ask them, you know, why are you here? Because uh, yeah. somebody told me to come. And that would be the, the first 20 minutes of, of the thing because they feel like, I don't have anything to say. So once you said I have a problem, and then now once we prompt them, you know, with a couple of questions before you know it, they're just spilling everything. 
Mm. Yeah, it's our time. We may have to we're gonna continue later for next week. Okay, so you know sometimes we we want to listen to people, but we don't know how to get them started. You know, mm. and, you know some people know how to because they know their friend and they know I would get them going. And if you know they're going through something, it is really it's really good to listen first because sometimes you don't have to say much or you don't have to say anything at all. They just mm-hmm. see an active ear listening. Uh, and, you know, someone is there and, and caring. And facial expression also makes a difference. Yes. <laughs> I developed a very good poker face over the years. And it's not because, you know, I couldn't react to certain things. But the thing is, when they see a neutral face or more of a caring face, it, it is much better for them knowing that somebody is really listening. Now, we don't want you to fake it if you, even if you're not listening. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, why are you doing it if you're not into it? If you don't want to do it, you know what I'm saying? If you feel like your friend talks too much, you don't want to listen to them, send them to someone who, who don't mind it. And yeah. the thing is, certain, sometimes people would say something and, and that, we're, that would normally be found unpleasant or, shall I say, disgusting to them because, you know, people go through different situations, believe me. Some of these information can be a little, you know, a little, you know, close and different to you or you know from what you used to and you are somewhat you know you kind of have to force yourself to keep a facial expression that would be more encouraging than a disappointing one or something that that make them feel uncomfortable because they're like okay that i'm like this is for you type of situation so it, it is you know really be, uh, in a lot of um in you know and their best interest to really just sit there and and just give them a lending ear. Hopefully, that helps relieve their stress level, because stress can be very deadly if we're not. Mm. A lot of people feel like, okay, you know, it's just a little stress until, you know, it hurts more than just a little stress. Uh, you know, I, I've encountered so many patients who don't pay mind of uh, these uh, little stresses until they build up into something big, and then before you know it, it's too late. Just yeah. stress makes everything worse it multiplies every little wound everything that it could be simple if you stress (laughs) it makes it a big deal you see what i mean and even when you you deal with children they also tell you you know the kid might do something that might be a little crazy unless it is something that requires for you to be very dramatic about it calm down relax and talk to that child and not only help them to say, okay, yeah, you know, mommy can handle things or daddy can handle things in a certain manner, but at the same time, sort of give you, uh, you know, give you a better clear-mindedness to really deal with the situation instead of you going all over the place, you know. I remember this lady who, uh, she had a daughter who, um, you know, who I guess heard someone say a curse word, and you know, kids don't, you know, they don't know when to use or not to use. So the kid said it in a room full of people, and everybody sort of went silent for a second. And then one of the guests uh, in the room was like, oh my goodness, this is so cute. So she sort of alleviated that pressure off of everybody's back. Now imagine everybody just went crazy because you know that would increase that kid's stress. They were like, okay, uh, okay, is that bad? Okay, because the way they then would take it, this is so terrifying to them. They would say it again when they feel like they need your attention. Hey, she comes along because they feel like okay, that might be the only way you pay attention to me. Yeah, but when you sort of dilute it with certain either humor or you know more like a pleasantry or 
uh, just however you do it, if you do that, it's a lot easier for them to like, okay, maybe they don't want me to say that, but uh, it might be a little better to just use a different way or do something. But again, kids hear things all over the place. You can never really blame them for repeating it. It really is our fault for saying things around them in the first place. So it's things that you know they can't control. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, we, we, we have to be careful what we say, mm-hmm. what we do, like, you know, because we do have little ones that are watching. And um, whenever they're watching, and it's not just the, you know, the, the, the younger ones, but even adults, those people that look up to you and they may look at you as someone that they revere as um, 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 full of wisdom, insight, the little thing that you do, uh, they'll try to emulate it, right? And they'll try to mimic and copy it. And so it's important, as you said, even learning how to keep calm. Because when somebody does something, you, you, you know, you, your first reaction is, ah! Now, not only is that person stressed, but then you also bring a, uh, you make the environment, even yourself, at another place where you're not comfortable in your body, then produces what? Something to a different hormone? you know, where it has to deal with that. And so it's a lot, you know, it, it is. It, it makes you look at your, I hope it does for our listeners and even us, when things don't go our way or how are we reacting, you know, um, yeah. are, we, are, are we reacting in the situation because it's present or are we going to take that step or do we do this already? We see the situation, but you just stay at the same pace and just wait for things to calm down. Then you say something, yeah. you know, then you address the situation. Um, and so, like you said, it, you know, Pete, you mentioned it, it it's all about um, seven o'clock. Similar to, similar to um, um, the speaker or the presenter. Oh my gosh, you know, that, you know, uh, with, this, with the child, who made that come because everyone just froze. Mm-hmm. Um, important for us to even do the same thing um, when things are starting to get out of control. Learning, okay, what do I need to do to help um, ease the situation and not make it even more tense? Which is very powerful. Oh, definitely, definitely. Very powerful. Oh, yeah, man, definitely. So uh, moving forward with uh, with the with our main thing of who's sharing is caring and yeah. how stress can um, can take over if we allow it. You know, we can, well, let's get to the segment where we, we, we're sharing some, you know, some of our experiences and how, because I, I think I'm naturally calm mm. for the most part, like, like majority of the time. I, I mean, very few people have seen me agitated and, it, and those may have been extreme circumstances. But I'm naturally calm about everything. And anybody who knows me knows that I, it's not that I take things lightly. It's just I, I, I rather see the big picture and, 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 and visualize and analyze it before I, I, um, I act. Now, it's not to say I don't have reflexes because you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, sometimes you have to act really fast. But the thing, I've been doing this for so long, it, you, know, you have your natural reflects for certain things and other situations, you know, relax, you know, it's yeah. not that deep because if you can't think clearly to make it happen properly, it's going to end up down the drain anyway. So anyway, uh, I've had uh, different health issues over the years and not, not many lately, uh, in the past, I'd say maybe 10 years or so, um, 
I haven't really had any issues where I had to go to the hospital. Even when I uh, had the situation the, uh, mid last year, mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, I, I went, they didn't really do anything for me. I still went back home and did my, my remedies. And then uh, that's really what got me back on, you know, on, on track. And it wasn't anything major, but it was something to be concerned about. Um, but, you know, so that's why I don't tell people to stay away from doctors, but we'll find out what's wrong and then take care of it. Now, the most recent thing I want to talk about as far as what I really want to share is that when I, when I made this quick move for, for this assignment, I was, you know, I, I was fine. And then all of a sudden I had uh, this toe that just started hurting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm trying to think back. I don't remember hitting it anywhere. Uh, I haven't really been doing any major physical activities that would require this type of pain that I, I was getting. It was, it was crazy. Um, so, but and again, it was, it was hurtful. It, it was hurting, but it wasn't to a point that I had to freak out. Yeah. And I share it with very few people because I know people freak out when people freak out and they, they get stressed, you know, they unknowingly, they transfer that stress to you. And now yep. you then have to deal with their stress and your stress and plus the pain that you are, <laughs> you are trying to handle. So, mm-hmm. I, uh, so I, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out, okay, yeah, I, I couldn't figure out what happened. So I'm like, okay, I just have to still have to deal with it. So I did my, my remedies, um, you know, did put my concussion my, in what we call the rocket drink and you know, a turmeric that's into uh, inflammatory that helps some ginger that helps with the comfort level and some garlic and, and, um, what do you call that? And, um, lemon these are antibiotics so you know with that combination i did that for a couple of days i tell i kid you not i don't even remember when that thing stopped hurting because i just mm. it just kind of disappeared i know i was um uh, you know i know it wasn't broken i just wasn't sure what was happening but it was some type of pain but mm-hmm. in a couple of days i just didn't feel it anymore until you asked recently mm. before i'm like oh yeah i did have that <laughs> you forgot you forgot it's crazy because it, it, when it was hurting when it started hurting it was swollen for a little bit yeah um, but you know i i just you know i just you know kind of massage it a little bit just to help but of course because it was inflamed uh the the, the tumor definitely helped that. but i took it religiously for at least three days and when things weren't you know so i i still take it you know once in a while uh you know especially working with uh with a lot of people that that have COVID or had COVID, yeah, it, mm-hmm. um, you know, I keep taking the rocket drain. It helps at least uh, protect my immune system uh, from all that stuff. But uh, yeah, that's my that's my little testimony. I wanted to share with everybody. You know, it's the, the the point of it is not so much you know you have to freak out whenever you're feeling bad or or basically or keep it to yourself. It's not necessarily wise to keep it to yourself. You you never know who can help you with uh you know with any any tips on how to you know to, to get it better, uh, and I wouldn't say not to go to the hospital either. You, you know if you feel like it's something that needs that needs um some, someone else to take a look at it or a doctor to examine it to do an X-ray or anything like that, I would definitely go do it before you freak out before you mm-hmm. assume the worst because that's when stress takes over and then before you know it you know deep into it so so yeah that's what i wanted to share with people so, or 
about you, Ed? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's powerful, like you said, Pete, man. I'm glad to hear that it's gotten better. Um, you know, sometimes, like you said, you know, when you're ripping and running, it's always good to just try to rest a little bit and, 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 and try not to um, stretch yourself out. And I, as you mentioned earlier, it's important not to necessarily run to people and share the news um, with individuals that you know will stress you out or add more stress to the situation. So it's important that we don't have to do that. Um, in regards to me, um, it's, it's 2021 has been a different year. And so um, I would say within the last month or so, Pete, um, I started feeling a little, you know, a little, uh, not myself. It felt, you know, I remember being at work. I thought I was fine. And then all of a sudden one day I just had a real stomachache and I thought it was gas. But you know, at work they said, you need to really go to the hospital and get it checked out. Mm. So went to the doctor, went to the hospital, they did blood work, urinalysis. They did an ultrasound with some of my organs, my pancreas, liver, kidneys, um, gallbladder, um, stomach. And they wanted to see what was going on. Mm. Well, as I lay there, they were like, well, we have some good news. Um, we're not gonna keep you, we're not gonna keep you overnight. Uh, um, and you know, they, they were talking to me, but they were like, we have some, the only concern that we're having is we noticed that the liver, your liver enzymes are a little bit high. I was like, mm, okay. So the first question that they asked, two questions, do you drink? And I said, no, I don't. And when was the last time you took Tylenol? And I told them 2014. And so they said, oh, we need you to go and see a, um, a specialist. So of course, um, went to go see a specialist and then the specialist said, yeah, the number's a little too high. So we were afraid. So this is my thing, Pete. Here's the thing sometimes when you feel like you're okay and then the doctors start telling you, well, these are the things that we have to do more testing on. Mm -hmm. And when they started naming some of these things, I started feeling stressed. Like my levels, I was like, oh my gosh, what if I have these things? You know, it, you haven't even had the blood work yet, but you're worried. So she wanted me to take some work to get some more blood work done to see if the levels were going up or if they were coming down. And if it wasn't, we have to really do some more intensive or invasive uh, test mm -hmm. to really figure out what's going on. So I ended up, Pete, uh, contacting um, one of our good friends who's been um, a, a, a guest on our show, on, our, on, our, on, our, on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And there were some few things that he told me to do. And one of the things that I thought I could never live with was fruits. I couldn't eat fruits. I haven't had, I, I can eat fruits until, that's a suggestion, not to eat fruits and to stay away from grains and just eat more vegetables. And so I told him, I said, when you say vegetables, you mean like greens, vegetables, like root, you know? He said, no root vegetables, mostly vegetables. I tell you, Pete, mm -hmm. I already started stressing out. Like, how am I gonna do this? This is gonna be tough. And it's not to calm down for a little bit. you know what? You haven't even started. Just give it some time. It's not that long. So to cut the story short, it got easier, Pete, after a couple of days. And so um, I did what was shared with me. No fruits, no grains. And believe it or not, Pete, I went to, the, to see the specialist, got some blood work done. When I went back to see the specialist this week, she said, wow, your numbers are back 
basically your numbers are perfect. All the tests that we, that we went to, um, that we ran, all came back negative um, and you're good to go. You don't have to come back. Um, that was one of the best feelings of my life. Um, and I don't want to share with everyone, oh, you know, is it just that? But I do believe, you know, um, I believe God also has, uh, he, 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 he places things and sometimes he allows things to happen so that we can be a testimony for other people. You know what I mean? Sometimes we have to be a testimony, um, but it also helps us to look within ourselves and see things that we may be doing that may not necessarily be working. Um, and so, as I mentioned, it was a blessing to hear that. I feel good, you know, um, um, I, even when the numbers were going up, I didn't necessarily feel um, like my liver was going bad, but I do believe that stress also played a major role. We talk about organs being affected. I know that I was, I was a bit stressed these last, you know, last two or three months, and that could have also affected um, my feelings, but it was, was great to know that, to take these, and not only that, Pete, I was also encouraged to take vitamin D and B, B as in boy, and the vitamin B, the different ones, B12, B6, B9, it helps to um, manage your, you know, feeling anxious. Um, if, you're, if you're feeling down, it helps to balance out where you're more relaxed and at ease um, and, and, and a little bit less stressful than you, you, you usually are. So I've been taking those things and, you know, the um, omega-3s, which also helps, too, um, with the balancing um, of your hormones and even your thoughts and your mind. And so all of those played a factor, I, I believe. Um, and so for me, while we are going to have stressful moments, the key is not allowing the stressful moments to get the best of us. Mm -hmm. Not allowing it. And so... Um, I'm encouraged, Pete, you know, and I know you'll do the same. It's just to keep um, eating healthy, working out, trying to find something, you know, to keep my mind off of stressful moments. When I feel these stressful moments are coming in, some of the things that I would encourage our, res our, our listeners is to go for a walk, um, listen to music, get some rest, maybe journaling, finding a friend to talk with, speak with, to share our, you know, some of the concerns that you may have. Do some self-reflection, seeing things in your life. What, are, what, what am I doing that may be causing these stressful situations? Am I a cause? You know, and if somebody is the cause, what can I do to remove myself from that situation? Because you don't want it to fester, as we mentioned before, or get worse. Because the longer you stay in that situation, the more um, hurtful and harmful it gets. And... Um, Seek help too, you know, if you don't have anyone to talk to, we've shared that in the past, seek professional help, uh, speak to a psychologist, a therapist, someone that can help you create coping skills or goals um, to get through that, that, that situation or, or, or that event. Um, find things that make you happy, finding new ha hobbies, exercising, We've been to eating healthier, maybe taking supplements, your vitamin B, your omega-3, vitamin D, zinc, uh, magnesium. There's so many, and read on it, you know. I always say don't just take our 
uh, uh, um, suggestions alone, but read on it, do some studies. You know, if I'm stressed out, what are some things that I can do to alleviate those stressful moments? Um, but at the end, um, my, my, our goal is for everyone to live in optimal health. Um, I, I don't want to, to, to see anyone stressed out or sick or just laying in bed. If you have an opportunity to make a difference, why not do it now? Don't wait. Because we always hear tomorrow's not promised. The truth of the matter is the next minute isn't promised. So whatever you can do to alleviate that stress, again, look within yourself, find out what are these stressful moments and try to see what can I do to get over it? Because at the end of the day, there's something that are out of your control. And if you can't control it, um, the best thing to do is really ask yourself, why am I really stressed over it? Yeah. yeah, it's always good to find a source of the stress to see what can you do to fix it. Because some people are stressing out and they don't, they don't know why or how or what, what caused it. Others mm -hmm. know specifically, but if you know the, the, the source of your, of your stress, it is a lot easier to, uh, you know, to manage it and to, to make it go away. And mm -hmm. reduce the amount of stress. Because like I said, stress or anxiety helps us through life but it's not meant to stick around forever. Because, you know, it, just like any good thing, anything that is positive, you know, if, if you push too much on it, if you insist too much on it, it can be turned into a negative. And the same yeah. thing, stress, stress, gives, stress and anxiety gives us the drive to get something done. Okay, yes, I have to get this done, I have to get this done. But once that thing is done, as we mentioned in previous episodes, you have to stop, you have to relax, give yourself a break. So the body can rejuvenate because the damage that stress or anxiety may have caused, the body needs time to rejuvenate, replenish, to be ready for the next hit. Yes, so yes, yes. We can avoid, but it is something that we can we can manage so it doesn't take over. Because if you allow it to take over, it's one long stressful life. It, it becomes a thing. Now, if your body is awake, that's another uh, another point. If the body is awake around the clock and barely have time to rest. It, the body uh, also gets stressed by itself, even if it has not reached the brain yet to let you know that you are stressed, the body is, also, is, is stressed. Now, I was talking to someone about this and when they made a point that made me curious, so I had to look it up and figure, out, figure it out. So what I've realized is that if, if the body, I mean, I guess we all know when you, you know, when you don't, when you allow yourself to be stressed, it makes you look a lot older too. Yes. <laughs> it makes you look a lot older, your body, because your body's stressing is diminishing your, uh, what, what I would call your youth um, hormones or your, your youth um, vitamins or whatever it is in your body that keeps you young. Mm -hmm. They get diminished, they, they, get, they get killed because stress just basically chokes them out. So mm -hmm. then, then, you know, you know, if someone have had so much crazy experience and they've had so much stress in their life, you can see it on their faces. Well, it's not because they look so mad. It's just because the face I've gotten to a point where it just stays that way. Yeah. And the body got to the routine. Okay, you wake up in the morning, you're just grumpy and upset. So the, the body has no time. Like, and, and that's what they mean by, you know, laughter is the best medicine. It's not the mm. same if you laugh, you can laugh your way out of a handicap. No, <laughs> it just means that it keeps you healthy. It keeps your, your, uh, your hormones active and moving and happy. And that also that smiley face also made you look a lot younger. Yep. 
And that's yeah. why going to retreats, going to take a break, going on vacations, usually you come back all refreshed. You sleep, you get all that stuff because the body wasn't stressing about the bills and all these other things going around them. It's the time where you get to rejuvenate yourself, be somebody else, be a better version of yourself in a way where you know your body feels more restful and ready to move forward. You feel me? So yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully everybody can, you know get that as a tip and try to at least do something to keep the stress level down in their, in their lives, you know? Amen. With, with that being said, anything else you want to, any tips you want to point out for the audience as far as how to keep their stress level down? I know we've talked about this in a few episodes, and if this is the first episode someone is listening to, hopefully you can take advantage of some of these information. But, you know, if you want to hear more, please go back and listen to the other episodes because yeah. I see that some people are, and then hope we're, we're happy to, that, you know, those stuff are still there and people can just, it can be useful to anyone, anytime. But in this episode, as far as stress goes, how can they minimize their stress level? Ed? I think, again, just going back to what was mentioned earlier, Pete, is um, rest is important, making sure that you are sleeping at least eight to 10 hours. I know some people like eight to 10 hours, but here's the thing. Always keep in mind that sleeping before midnight Every hour is almost like two hours of sleep. So making sure that you at least sleep um, before midnight. Some, the recommendation or uh, what's considered norm is 10 o'clock, at least no later than 10, um, to at least get a good night's sleep. Keep in mind that when you don't sleep well, it affects your immune system, which can also um, heighten your stress levels. Um, the food that you eat, you know, making sure that you're putting the right nutrition in your body, um, whole food, whole, whole food, whole food meals, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, food. from the whole food store, the whole food yeah. meals. Yes, mm-hmm. whole foods, you know, uh, making sure it's not, trying to limit your processed foods, you know, making sure you cook food from scratch. I know a lot of times we say we don't have time, mm-hmm. but maybe meal prep meal plan, whatever days when, with whatever days you have off, you may have to prepare way more meals, maybe two, three meals and just put it in the freezer. Um, it doesn't have to take long hours, but prepare a meal that you know won't take as long. Um, find things that make you happy. Uh, um, like, you know, going back to, you know, we look at hobbies, finding those different things that you enjoy doing, whether it's bike riding, drawing, riding, um, going for a walk, uh, it's just even, or even for some people, just walking into a store, just to walk into Walmart and just look at things, maybe just looking at new items, do something that's just going to take your mind off of that stress. Mm-hmm. And also speaking, you know, doing your self-reflection. What are some things, again, that I may be doing um, or I am engaged in that is not helping me become a better me? Um, and those are some of the things that you have to look into. At the end of the day, um, if you don't take care of you, who's going to take care of you? Who's going to do it? If you don't take care of yourself, who's really going to do it? So make sure you take the time to do some self-reflection, self-analyzing, seeing the things that are working and things that are not working, and slowly but surely with prayer, uh, meditation, um, reflection, you can inquire on ways to alleviate or even remove those things and begin to see a change. Keep in mind, it takes 21 days to form a habit. And so give it time. Yeah. 21 days to form a habit. 
But at the end of the day, I know that we all are stressed somehow, some way. As we mentioned, the numbers of people that are affected by stress is way more than in America than anywhere around the world. So I'm encouraging all of us, especially I know during COVID, the numbers have probably gone even have gone higher, but um, find a way to either be around other people that's going to help you become better. And if not, finding a professional to help you do your process. Yeah. That's it. I mean, with that being said, I mean, I'm sure everybody will, you know, will think about these words because I know regardless of what we're going through or what situation we're presented with, I know everybody's really trying to do something that is good for themselves. Sometimes it just takes a little more effort. It takes more pushing. It takes more of convincing. Hopefully we're able to convince people to really look at their lives and say, you know what, I got to make some changes. Uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's really up to the person to really take lead on all of it. Uh, mm -hmm. It can't be done by just saying it. it has, you have to take actions. So hopefully, uh, you know, everyone is able to, to do that. Just find something that would alleviate your stress. And you, you'll find that in yourself that you are a lot more relaxed and you're living like the best of your life already if that's something that you, you practice into. But anyway, hopefully everybody uh, enjoyed this episode. As we close, as usual, we want to make sure everybody remember, next week we will have a, a, a special episode uh, focus on women and uh, we'll have a lot of uh, a few and we're still working on the numbers a few guests that will be there to really uh, give a lot of their uh, um, their talk about, share their experience and to give their perspective on how women deal with things because if you remember we've talked about men's perspective in the past couple episodes now it's time mm -hmm. to really um, share it with us and hopefully able to help both sides to understand um, what, what is happening in the average woman head and how we can deal with certain situations that may uh, be, you know, uh, that, that may be rough uh, for some people, you know, irreparable. Anyway, with that being said, as usual, I want to remind you that uh, I am remarkably made. You are remarkably made. We're all remarkably made. And therefore, it's worth living. Thank you.